Hello and welcome to the From the Rookery End playoff semi-final special. Um, I sort of say that again in a minute, um, but before we actually start the podcast, this is how our week was as Watford fans. We recorded a bit on Tuesday, we recorded a bit on Thursday, we recorded a bit on Sunday, and the good thing is all of how it ends. It ends amazingly. It ends like this. <laughs> From the rookery end, it's our it's our playoff special because Watford are in the playoffs. Who would have thought that back in the summer? Can you tell Mike that I'm being really positive? That makes a nice change. Um, it, 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 uh, Mike is with me. My name is John. Jason's here also. Hello. Uh, and uh, this is the uh, our, our semi-final playoff podcast because we'll follow that one with the final podcast, which will be all about the trip to Wembley. Positivity. Yeah. <laughs> you don't laugh like tempting fate, you. <laughs> no, I'm just. I've got, it's I, almost as if you've never seen a football game before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've, this is where I am on. It's, it's Tuesday um, after the uh, the game that was on the weekend. Jason, um, we 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 finished the podcast quite abruptly. I think we we didn't want to be uh, d- discuss and, and dissect the the game against Leeds too much because um, the way we were feeling. How are you feeling today? I think I'm better than I was Saturday. I think it probably came across in the tone of my voice after the game <laughs> Saturday. Um, of course, it's, it's, it's Tuesday after the bank holiday, first day back in work, so I've been going through it all over again uh, with people at work. Um, I, I made sure I, I made sure I watched the game or the, the important bits back um, as soon as I got home on on Saturday, get it done and out of the way, and, and not sort of watched or read anything on it since. I don't think. Um, Still sort of reliving it every so often in my head because there are so many what ifs from that game. What if Hogg's penalty had been given in early on? What if Deeney had been sent off? What if Jack had managed to hold on to the ball? What if Kenny hadn't made those excellent saves? There's so many things. And then you start thinking back, what if we'd held on for the wins against Burnley and against Wolves? So many different sort of things. Because we're that close yeah, to yeah, yeah. second place, you could you could put it down to anything. And it's... It's still a little bit gut wrenching when you think about it like that. I mean, I I, I had um, quite a, uh, a you know we finished the game. I went home. I started editing the podcast. I'm, I'm putting in all the clips that Jason and I recorded throughout the game, and actually that, that helped me sort of get it clear in my head and sort of start getting through. And I had, had a had a car journey that evening. Couldn't listen to Five Live just in case I heard um, people keep going on and on in, in the bulletins or phone callers on 606 saying, uh, it's brilliant that Hull have gone up, and I just didn't, didn't want to hear it, didn't want to see it on Sky Sports News. Um, so just listen to music radio, which is very rare for me. Um, but, Mike, um, how are the Watford fans are feeling at the moment? We uh, Just before we started the podcast, we said, uh, tell us in two words how you're feeling at the moment. Who's got what? 
Um, we've got one from Sarah Govia here. Very nervous. I think that, that goes without saying. The playoffs are nerve-jangling. Um, Matt Ashby, echoing what Jay said there. Let, less distraught. Um, Jamie Parkins, who was uh, instrumental in the uh, Our Yellow Army yes, um, um, campaign, which I think worked pretty well. For yeah, 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 yeah. We've reality bitten, so he's sort of feeling a little bit melancholy about the whole thing still, which is uh, which is tough. Andy Turner, I like this one. Over it. And there's a couple of people saying over it, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Moving on to the next, obviously, James Franklin, um, reflective, optimistic. Um, what else have we got? Still gutted from a couple of people. Robbed and angry. That's from Paul Baker. That's, still that's three. Uh, I inserted the end. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> fine. He and did use the right uh, um, uh, punctuation there. And we're gonna. We get, I like this one from from Michael. Uh, Matej double. Uh, no, that is optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I like this one. We'll end with this one from Darren Selwood. Still believe. Okay, then, Mike. You got to. You didn't get to watch the game um, because of the uh, the, uh, the wedding that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, you well, had to go and see. It didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere for uh, for people who are unorganised as me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was at my very good friend Owen's wedding. Congratulations to you, Owen. Um, and it was a blessing and a curse at the same time uh, because it's like any of these things information sort of filters through in different ways we were in a church so re- and reception was really bad so Twitter wasn't updating properly texts weren't coming through properly um, <clears throat> and the first the first bit of news I got about the day was obviously about um, about uh, Almuni getting injured and I didn't believe it to start with um, I thought people were playing pranks on me, um, and that turned out to be true. And then we found out in the church that Jonathan Bond was 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 seriously injured. Um, you text me saying, "What's going on?" Well, because yeah, the, the the length of time between finding out Bond was injured and and any sort of other update was was chronic. It, it was almost beyond belief that that it couldn't have been dealt with quickly. And of course, it ended up being being 16 minutes was was the delay. And at that stage, you start to think, oh, you know, this is just not going our way, and it's. And it, it's easier, and it isn't when you when these are ha- things are happening when you're detached from the game because mm. you you just feel so even more helpless than we usually. Are. At least at the game, I can scream and shout and sort of try and get behind the team. In a church, I can assure you, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, although those who uh, do know me will know that I was giving it my best shot when when Watford equalised um, and we heard Hull were behind. There were a lot of um, sort of fist bumps and high fives and clenched fists. Well, the, the bit, the, my, one of my favourite moments of, um, of the of the game was when we heard that Hull and um, Cardiff had gone ahead during the half-time break and there was a massive roar that came from beneath the rookery because they'd all pretty, yeah. seen it on the yeah. television and all yeah. believed it. Well, well I, I came out of the church and actually there was an erroneous tweet from, from Manish of uh, Football League show fame it won't surprise uh, some people to uh, yeah he's made a mistake I know uh, he's not every Watford fan's friend but he said Hull was 3-1 up so at that stage we kind of gave up thought well there wasn't long left to go so we thought right there's no way that and you know what straight. actually for most of that second half when I knew that <coughs> Hull were 2-1 up I felt quite ha- happy because well, no matter what we did it was out of our hands and it was that moment when we learned that it was 2-2 and sat in the rookery I could see the blokes who do the um uh, do the, 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 the PA, the announcement, they sort of, they're clearly trying to speak to someone, you can see two fingers on two hands, two, two. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that's where my emotions all change, all of a sudden, going, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done what, I haven't been able to do what Jason did. I've seen the Leeds winner, but I haven't seen any of the other footage. I haven't read a paper. I haven't watched a football league show, late kick-off, anything. I haven't been able to do that, um, and I won't now, um, but I'm, I'm over it. But what I, did, what I did pick up from from the radio commentary that I heard was that Watford didn't actually perform that well. 
despite mm. despite serious setbacks in in the goalkeeping stakes, <coughs> which you can't underestimate. You know, you lose Almunia, then you lose Bond. That's, it's unprecedented. Well, it's the nature of the injury as well yeah. to Bond. I mean, the, so obviously his teammates were seeing him being stretched off. I'd put on a spinal board, stretched off, yeah. and then people having to clear blood from the pitch as well. Yeah. So when he had his nose smashed in. That, uh, if your mate gets carted off yeah. like that, you're gonna, it's going to affect you, yeah. to yeah. be honest. And then, of course, the other big thing, that, that I, the first thing I thought of when I heard that Deeney had been sent off was how we spent Friday, Friday evening singing his praises, saying how important he'd been to yeah. the campaign and how it was largely due to him that we'd got to this stage and, you know, and we're in with a chance of promotion. And it was so disappointing to hear that he'd been sent off initially for kicking the ball away it's a silly thing, but we all do it. If we're hand on heart, we've all done silly things. You know, we've, we've yeah, slammed the door a bit hard and the handle's fallen off. We've we've kicked the cupboard and it's come off its hinges or, or whatever. You know, we, we instantly regret it, and it's something you hear instantly regret. And then, of course, the the second yellow card, I still haven't seen it, but the reports I've heard were range from definite yellow to possible straight red. So it was. I think the thing for me with Troy is that I'm not going to blame him because it's an entire season there are many games in it Absolutely. but he sort of we, you know that something was taken from that team from from his his graft his gall yes, um, yes. his gumption that we gave him the award for on yes. Friday that was gone from we the team that award? Huh? Do we, do we revoke that award? I think uh, it was not. But he, um, you, know, that, you know, that there must be might be missed opportunities. And <laughs> maybe we were pushing too far forward and we left gaps, and hence why the the second Leeds goal went in. Yeah. And but like Jason said, it's it's a lot of what ifs. Uh, but I wanna I wanna um, you know, that those t- lot those tweets we just read, they were very positive, and yeah. I am a positive man, and I've got I've got a bit of an, a, a clip here. I might record it a few weeks ago. But for weeks now, the rookie have been seeing we are going up, and I'm I'm going to play it, Mike, because I still believe that we are going up. So how are we going to go up? We've got to play Leicester on Thursday and again on Sunday. I'm thinking, yeah, that's okay. But you know, the most positive thing about this uh, this the whole thing. Watford season has got that little bit longer. The wonder season that we never expected has got a little bit longer. We can all get excited about another 6.5%. Watford season has just got 6.5%. You've loved every game of the 2012 and 13. That's what George from Garston says. I've loved every game except Derby away, Peterborough away and Hull at home. So, Jan Franco and the boys decided to add another 6.5%. You'll have more. From Doily, Extrand, Someone in Goal, and Fizzle. And there'll be more. Hog to Jalova, Jalova to Potatio, and if we're lucky, Mark Yates. And of course, there'll be from Abdi, Forestary, Dini, after suspension, Vidra, um, possibly. Three more games. And unfortunately, a few more from the Rookery End podcast. But the Hornets are on their way to Wembley. So why don't you come along for the ride? I'm on for the ride. No no money back, though, if it isn't the full 6.5% that we don't get to Wembley, though. I just like <laughs> to point out. I would like to point out that it is statistically correct, rounded to one decimal place. It's 6.5%. Uh, Leicester, Jason, we've beaten them a few weeks ago. 
Easy life. Yeah? Yeah, right, like, like league games count for anything. Um, <laughs> Palace from 2006 will probably tell you that it doesn't matter what you do to a, to a team, you then meet them in the playoffs. There's always the danger of losing 3-0 at home to them in the first leg. Um, yeah, I mean, even there's a, a couple of weeks ago, that what's more worrying for me is the fact that we're sort of sitting here still probably thinking, oh... Damn, we're in the playoffs. Whereas they are going to be thinking, my God, we're in the playoffs. Brilliant. The last minute winner to get them there when their season. I mean, let's be honest, a couple of weeks ago when we beat them, they were talking about who was going to, who was going to replace Pearson as their next manager. All of a sudden, they, they've got a shot at being in the Premier League next season. So I think that will count for more than how we've performed against them in the league this year. Oh, surely one goal, though, Mike. One goal, first goal against Leicester. They're going to be back in memories of of how bad some of their season's been. We're up there going, yes, we're there, brilliant, well, game I, on. I think, I think Chase is absolutely right, and there is a hangover for supporters, but I fully expect, with this Watford side, for that not to be there. I think they know in themselves that they are a good team, and they're, better, uh, they're a much better team than we've seen previously, very, very talented players, and they will have every faith in themselves that they can, they can take this, what is a second chance now, um, uh, and, and go on and make a success of it. They will expect themselves to perform and while it's, it's not unreasonable for us to be nervous and jittery and as Jay said to be slightly thinking oh you know if only this and that still um, I think professional sportsmen think differently to us, us supporters and they'll be going into it seeing it as a chance to, to, uh, to you know for last you know, for the most part of this, uh, the run in the playoffs were the most likely thing um, and it, it's interesting that ahead of ahead of Saturday's game, looking on Twitter, Facebook, and, and speaking to, to other Watford supporters, there was a lot of optimism mm. around, a lot of positivity, and that was in a situation where we needed a lot of things to happen mm. in our yeah, favour that were out of our control. You know, I think we mentioned on, on on Friday that there were nine possible outcomes, and only three of them would see Watford up. Yet everyone was thinking, "Well, oh, this is going to be brilliant." You know, there was almost a promotion party feel about it. And whereas now. It's entirely in our own hands. Win the games. We, go, we don't have to worry about anybody else. We can focus on our game. Win three. We're what for in the Premier League. It's as simple as that. Of course it isn't, but I think that's how the players will view it. And yeah, I think yeah. Watford supporters need to, uh, and I'm sure they will, you know, reading out those tweets, I'm over it. And I still believe, let's go on with it and, and, and do it. It's not that easy, of course it isn't. And Leicester will, as you rightly point out, John, will be absolutely delighted that they got into the playoffs. And that is the thing that does worry me slightly is a big noisy crowd under lights at Leicester mm. we heard uh, on a Friday night going recently how much they got behind the side when, when they got back into the game and they can play a big part so uh, I think Watford need to come out of that game level really because the second you get the second leg at home as an advantage if we're absolutely honest with ourselves the atmosphere at Vicarage Road isn't uh, you know isn't as part is it's not Bruce yeah, Dortmund. Let's put it, it that way. Pretty special on yeah, yeah. Weekend. I hear that. I hear that. Really it, good. It was, but um, I think people have talked about this already. Is that once once Hull went two one up, and yeah. when Dean got sent up, he got really really flat. When we could have encouraged the, the team to still go for it, and had they then spent that time rather than just those last ten minutes desperately trying to go for a winner. Again, it could have been a different outcome. I'm talking what ifs again. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but, but of course, you can't. And there's no blame attached to Watford supports for being disappointed at no, that no, stage at all, because we were all, you know, we're all miserable, and um, you know, and it's difficult to rouse yourself when it looks like things aren't going your way. But that's my that's my biggest fear about um, 
about the, the, the first leg at Leicester is that the crowd really could help Leicester... Uh, into, into a sort of into a first leg lead and we, but we couldn't, couldn't the amazing players that Watford have score a goal and silence that crowd yeah absolutely in way absolutely I got a tweet from I got a tweet from our friend at the at the BBC Jackie Oatley she said look your boys can score goals mm. and there's a lot to be said for that and, and she's absolutely right we we will be missing Troy Deeney but we're going to see probably Hey Ho uh, I guess and Vidra perhaps and or Forestieri and you know those guys are all capable of scoring. We've talked about Hayho's record in in, um, in previously before in the league before coming to Watford, and, it, and it's excellent. And now we're not talking about what we need from someone for a season or what we need going forward. We need performances for three games, um, and the, all the guys that we've got are capable of turning in decent displays. Alman Abdi got got um, a well-deserved Player of the Season award at, at uh, Shenley's Manor on Sunday night. Absolute game changer, Chalabar, mm. game changer. Um, Ketchianio has been absolutely brilliant. He, he was watching that Leicester game again. He was he was a right pain for them. Um, we Watford have got players all over the park that can that can go and quieten that crowd. But um, you know we've just got to go and do it. And as supporters, we've got to try and enjoy. It. I'm going. Me and my brother are going up to to make up for for missing Saturdays. We'll be screaming twice as loud as as normal. Um, and obviously nervous. Obviously with a bit of trepidation. But. Um, it's great to have a team to believe in. Great to have a team that's in with a chance, and yeah, let's go, go and give it our best shot. This is it's not this is not a, a booby prize. This is you know this is a real shot at it, and we, there's no reason we can't go on and crack it. The plan with this uh, podcast is to sort of try and kind of, again, as, as all these weekly podcasts have been in the in about the end of the season, we're going to hopefully tell our story. The the story we told on Saturday, all the little clips that Jason and I recorded during the game, is is, is Quite interesting to listen to if you haven't heard it yet, um, but hopefully it tells the story and hopefully Mike and Andy will tell the story of leg one and then we'll be back again on Sunday for uh, the leg two, the leg which will decide if Watford off to Wembley uh, or if uh, that is the final day of our season. I'm looking forward to though having a international superhero spy. Because Jonathan Bond has had a special mask made. Indeed, yeah. So not only is he a Bond spy, he's also Batman. He would be unstoppable, intimidating if he ever has to come if on he's again. He's going to be a superhero, surely he should just be 007, James Bond. He's always he not a superhero. No, he's a, he's a spy. Superheroes have to, you know... OK, is that what you meant? Superhero yeah. spy? So Bond with a mask? Yeah, Bond with a mask. OK, sorry, John. <laughs> 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 um, it is... Uh, is, he, is he only... We're not quite sure if he's playing. I, I, Mike, are you excited about the possibility of John Eustace maybe playing a role? Yeah. I mean, again, it's, uh, it, uh, what I'm excited about is the strength and depth of our, of our squad. Um, that, that's the thing that's delighted me more than anything else this season is how this unit has come together um, and there are obvious players that catch the eye but it's, it's great that they're, they're, they're operating as they are and I think they, they, they work together and they, they live, and, live and fall together you know, they, they, they're in it as a team and that, that's the magnificent thing and of course it's great to have someone like, like John Eustace who can come in and you know, he's going to be in the refs here and on a difficult away leg he's going to make sure that things, he slow things down you know, Master of the Dark Arts is our, <laughs> is our Johnny and he'll make sure that, you know you know, he'll do his captain's duty I think, think if yeah, he's involved particularly with Deeney missing from that first leg so that's something Deeney's done quite a lot of in, yeah. uh, in recent games he's sort of taken on that that mantle um, having a go at the ref when he, when he sees fit and well, perhaps when he well it's 180 minutes it's the same length of time a VHS cassette used to be uh, we'll see what it is like. The end. Unless you have long play. Or was it 270? 
Although he doubled it, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 If he scores a level, we could go into long play. Yeah. Yeah. But, then, <laughs> but then, if you lent the video, you recorded something on long play and lent it to someone who didn't have an up-to-date video recorder. Yeah, it was no good. Which is Sky Oh, don't just leave them with VHS. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favourite VHS? Have you still got any? Yeah, I've got a couple of... Um, oh, God, how sad I've got loads of Watford uh, season reviews. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I've got a few of them. And one of them, my favourite one, I can't remember where, where it is. I think it was, we had the Blaupunk kit, so I think it might have been the year we got relegated. That was 96, yeah. yeah and, uh, uh, no, no, it had been before that, 95. Oh, anyway. Hang on, hang on. We were, we were away. Actually, it was 96, yeah. Actually, it was 96. We were away at Wrexham, and we lost the game 3-1, and uh, I think Craig Ramage got to Anyway, uh, you could see um, the Wrexham player scores at the Watford end, and you just see him wheeling away, celebrating. And from out of nowhere, on the deserted away sort of chase, you see this sort of character come running down the front, hurling abuse, flailing his arms. Um, and it's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could dig mine out and have a watch it. You don't need to be a lip reader to work out what he was saying to the wrestling player, but uh, not, not Andy's proudest moment, but very amusing. And, uh, yeah, God bless you. Well, 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 to be honest, I have to say, John, I don't know about you, but I know where Andy gets it from. <laughs> yeah. no, well, I'd love to see your dad. Because <laughs> 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 I'm very eager to... He's got he's got uh, um, enthusiasm behind him. Oh, he's very placid. He's pretty, he's pretty well, I don't know. Mm. He, and normally is, and you are as well. But I've seen you at a football match. I've seen you around the family. Uh, I've still got VHS. It's got uh, the top twenty goals of all time from about nineteen eighty seven, uh, followed by you know they used to do that indoor five a side tournament. Mm, yes, um, I remember going to one of those. Oh, sorry, sixties. Yeah. Sixties, but yeah. it's in Manchester. He's doing the, the G match. Oh no, see, I'm, uh, being of an older vintage, I went to see the Daily Express fives at the Watford Arena. I remember us getting knocked out in the first round by Stoke. What did I say? Watford Arena. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I was waffled on the brain, clearly. Uh, at the Wembley, Wembley Arena. Um, I like that. <laughs> 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 so biased. Right. Um, yeah, at the Wembley Arena, I, I was only a young kid, and yeah, we got spanked 3-0 by Celtic in the first. We were the very first game on, it was all knockout. That was <laughs> it. I was like, yeah, ten, first ten minutes, that was it, Watford gone. Mm. Watford won it, didn't they? They did, I think it was the season after I went. And, and, and that <laughs> Great was, this was one of the beautiful things about football of a bygone era because that the footage from that is on one of the Watford reviews. Right. I think it was the Evening Standard Soccer Sixes by that stage yeah. or something. Mm, that was, yes, sorry, that was the second time they won. And can you imagine something as magical as seeing some football footage that you've never seen before? <laughs> yeah. you know, quite a long time after the event, but it was it was never broadcast on TV mm. for obvious reasons. Mm. And then you buy it, and there it was, and it was like, oh my, it's amazing to see. Whereas now, obviously, every goal you can get within yeah, seconds really right. of, it, of it, and it was just uh, absolutely magical to see footage that you'd never seen before. And those, those are those videos used to because we didn't when we were younger, couldn't drive, whatever, didn't get too many away games. And seeing Watford, and the first thing I look 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 for would be the number of away fans saying, "Oh, look at all those Watford fans behind <laughs> the goal, going mental," and uh, it all added to the to the sort of mystique and enjoyment of football, and it sort of. That continues to build in you as you get older, and it doesn't it doesn't dissipate because that's why we're sat here today talking about football. Yeah, football. I mean, you, you say that. I mean, <laughs> the the amount of time, yeah, the amount number of years we've been following Watford. Obviously, again, trying not to refer to my age, but being the oldest here, I've been watching Watford since 1980. That's 33 years. Mm. I don't think I've ever experienced a day like Saturday. I mean, it was just unreal. Yeah, it was. Mm. So yeah, in all my 33 years of following Watford, that has got to be the most unbelievable day of football I think I've ever ever been to. After that day, Jason, uh, are we going up? I'd like to think so. I'm <laughs> unlike Mike. I'm I'm missing the entire weekend of football because I'm going to be um, on a 
couple of mountains in Wales. I, I can't make either game. Right? And there's a little part of me that's going, you know, after all the stress of the last few <laughs> weeks, um, perhaps it's not a bad thing. Perhaps I'm giving myself a rest by climbing up a, a mountain or two. But obviously I'd love to be there. My lucky sister has got my, my ticket. I bought my ticket anyway. She's got my ticket in, in my place. So uh, I'm sure she'll enjoy it. <coughs> You'll be halfway up some sort of godforsaken mountain in a howling gale trying to erect some sort of uh, aerial system so you That's can just I was get out to Twitter for about 16 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to, uh, <laughs> talking to one of my... Stopping your last Kendall mint cake for a, uh, a wind-up radio. <laughs> talking to one of my guys at work today and, and, uh, and he was saying, well, you can get medium wave up there, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, long wave, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, uh, Mike, are we going up? I hope so. We can. It's, we certainly can go up. Okay, you two will be on the fence. Yeah. Do you know what I say? I oh, know what you're going to say. You're going to jinx it. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Well, that dull drone you can hear in the background isn't Nigel Pearson's post-match press conference. That's the that's the M1 whizzing by as, uh, as my brother and I head back down the M1 after watching Watford lose the first leg of the playoff semi-final to to Leicester City. Andy, half time in the in the tie. How are you feeling as we get head home? Um, disappointed, really, mainly because I've just run out of chicken. <laughs> but um, no, I think. Um, there's positives to take out of it. I felt we were under the cosh for the first 20 minutes and the crowd was loud, um, which made me exceptionally nervous. I couldn't stand still. Um, but we, we silenced the crowd after 20, 30 minutes and um, I think the second half will play much better. Could have had a, you know, Vidra missed uh, a golden opportunity, but um, we, we've got goals in us. You know, one of my friends texted me and said, you know, you're doing all right. You've got goals in this team, and I think he's right. You know, it's certainly not over. Obviously, disappointed to come away without without a, a result, but um, essentially, you know, it ain't over till it's over, and, uh, and we've got 90 minutes to go. So we'll see what happens. Well, this this may surprise the surprise you. It might be because John and Jason aren't here, but I'm feeling quite positive, really. I think you mentioned the the crowd and quieting the crowd we got there is very you know, what a nightmare journey we got there just to kick off uh, left home at half four got there at that quarter to eight difficult times but we made it um, but it was noisy and I knew that was going to be the case I think I mentioned it on the last podcast that I was worried how the atmosphere might drive Leicester on to, to take an early lead and then if you go ahead early in these games the game can often get away with you so I think one of the great things about tonight was the fact that we after 25 30 minutes um, Leicester had created some brilliant chances. They they should have been ahead, really, but the crowd was very quiet, like you say. And we, we were no, we were the threatening team towards the end of the first half, and then for the majority of the second half, I, I thought we absolutely we absolutely bossed it. You mentioned Vidra missing that chance. It was I felt like I felt like you know a dad watching their son sort of in yeah, an important game, and he just thought we we were ready to celebrate. Everyone was on their toes, ready for him just to, to pull the trigger and, and hit it home. I I think, uh, do you know what I think? The, the nice thing about that was I think the Watford fans sensed that and straight away they yeah. started singing. I was willing them to sort of start singing, and they did. Yeah. Um, and I think that some some you know Watford up a little bit as well. It's like you know okay, he's, you know supposedly this fantastic player well he is a fantastic player but you know player of the team but he needed our support then he missed it yeah. he missed a, you know, a, a golden opportunity to, to put us ahead and who knows what would have happened if he'd have scored but 
they missed two or three, I think three, you know, that we saw them fire it past the post and we thought it was going in. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, Leicester. Um, so, you know, everybody misses chances, but that, that was nice to see and uh, I think, you know, the fact that the crowd couldn't get going, if, they, if they'd have got an early goal it would have been a really long night, I think I said to you. You know, it would have gone. You know, it was going to be a long night. We, we looked at the clock, and there was 20 minutes gone, and I was like, "Crikey!" Um, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. it's Steve, Steve Irwin's back. Um, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think they did well to quiet them, quiet them down. And I think that what was po- positive as well that we that we held out as well. I think they they scored the goal on the 80th minute or something around that time, yeah. and the crowd really got behind them again. You know, it was an intimidating atmosphere again. Yeah. And we we could have crumbled, but we didn't. So uh, another positive to take out. Yeah, you, me- you mentioned the Watford fans, and they're not a good good performance tonight from from the travelling Hornets getting behind Zlatan Matovicu, which which was good to see. And um, but obviously we had hey ho in for for Dini tonight. That was the decision. It was we were trying to work out whether it be Forestieri and Di- uh, or hey ho that replaced Dini. How do you think um, hey ho performed tonight? I think he had a quiet first half. I, I, I haven't seen a lot from Hayho for me to warrant him starting tonight. But you know, I'm not the manager. Um, like a yeah, thank you, sir. But um, I, I, I was thinking Forestieri and Vidra would have been a good, exciting, sort of worrying partnership for for, for Leicester to deal with because we haven't really seen it. But then again, there's, there's, there's possibly a reason why we haven't. Yeah. I think the, re- the reason I would have been slightly nervous about the, the Forestieri Vidra partnership is that if we did go behind early, which we mentioned was was a distinct possibility. Which out how are you going to get the ball to stick yeah. up front and it's going to end up coming back a lot especially the way Leicester play I mean those of you who watched it on the TV or watched it on the ground it seemed at one stage during the second half that Casper Sparker was just working out how hard he could kick it yeah. that seemed to be their, their, the way they approached the game Hi I'm Ketchianya and you're listening to From the Ukraine From the car on the way back from uh, Leicester, I'm now John Mike. Hello. Um, so someone's just here. It's, it's match day. It's Sunday. We're minutes away from the kickoff. You know, big important game of football. I'm not really as nervous as I think I thought I was going to be. Am I ill? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think everyone that listens to the podcast knows you're ill, John. But I think what I am is excited. We've just been, we've just been speaking to Luke on, on three counties, and I said these are the games that you want to be involved in as a fan. And you know, you know, you don't want to be sitting at home watching someone else battle it out on TV. It's going to be tough. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be nerve shredding. But we're here, so let's make the most of it. It's going to be good fun. As for your nerves, uh, I don't know. Just Kelly, are you uh, looking forward to how your nerves are going to be by the end of this game? My nerves have been horrendous all morning. <laughs> um, I'm struggling. I don't get nervous, but as as you've said, I think if we'd have, if someone had said to me at the start of the season, we'd be here on the last game, and we we've got a chance. We're one 0 down. It's not at le- half time. Exactly, it's only half time. We said that to the Leicester fans that were shouting us on Thursday night, um, and we played well on Thursday. We're not in the form of our lives, but on our day, we can beat anyone. Okay, we know there's been a big change in Chio in midfield uh, for Hog, yeah. uh, Briggs in for Padil, and Dini for Hayho. Yeah, Hayho was getting a lot of criticism after the game. I personally think, well, he hasn't played that much football. What do you expect the man to go from yeah. zero to hero uh, in, in a matter of minutes? No. 
Uh, I don't think it's possible. But he's stuck with Vidra, which is the, the big talking point. Well, I don't think he is. I mean, before it came out today, I was watching some of the goals from earlier in the season, and the guy's finishing is just sublime. His pace is electric, and if, well, I think that's why Patacho's in the team. A bit, let's get a bit more creativity yeah. into it, um, play our own game a bit more, and try and unlock Vidra. Um, Dini will be up there, and I think you mentioned Hayho. He's worthy of a shout. I thought he did an admirable job on yeah. on Thursday, coming in in very difficult circumstances. People complained about him being rusty. Well, he hasn't played for like two or three months, so what was he going to do? And he had to help. He had to hold that line up, and he had to make it stick. He looked a bit ungainly and awkward at times, but I think he did a job. Um, fantastic that Dini's coming in today. He'll be raring to go. I wouldn't have liked to have been sat next to him watching the, the game on Thursday night because. Uh, It'd been like a cat on a hot tin roof, incidentally. Which is, you know, he's in the television studio. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to be sat there. How he didn't swear, I don't know. <laughs> oh, they're on the dump button, I suppose. But um, yeah, you know, I think uh, Vidra uh, Briggs in for for Pudil. Pudil struggled a little bit, I think, on Thursday night. But obviously, Patacho coming in, bit of bit of creativity. Dini up front for his sort of brute strength and and his finishing. And I'm just desperate to see Vidra getting a goal. I felt I said uh, I felt like his dad watching him when he missed I sort of my heart broke I didn't feel sad for Watford or myself I just felt gutted for him when he missed that chance because that would have you know Steve would have been off and running again but I'm hopeful we can see him we're going to see Matthew today who's going to be the hero today Kelly? Deeney Deeney because he missed Thursday he'd have been gutted he'd have been gutted with himself for last Saturday you could see he was he knows he was in the wrong and I, I back him he's done it before he really he shouldn't be playing at this level he's, I think when he first came from Walsall he was the one that worked hard he did well under Dyche thought he was a trier the fact that he's come back from prison and scored the goals he had had the impact he had to become third in player of the season rightfully so I thought he could have won it I back him today to do well he's, he's the one that gets the boys going I think if not bring Fernando on second half he'll be the, the interesting thing is I was shocked and I was disappointed not disappointed that Vidra was starting I thought it was an interesting choice but bring Fernando on when he's itching to play he does well and an impact sub and we've got we've got a pretty good squad for the first time in years we've got those players on the bench who'd have thought it a year ago if you'd have had the likes of Fernando Frostieri on the bench and who's coming on? Joe Garner no. <laughs> exactly I saw him play for Carlisle earlier this season wow if there's ever a sign this club has come places then that, that can be it definitely who's yeah. the hero Mike? Well, I hope for the whole team. I think that's been the that's been the the way they've done this this year. You've got the T-shirt on. You've got the uh, the Patacho goal v, v Huddersfield, and uh, it, that shows how well we played as a team. And if we're going to do it today, everyone's going to need to turn in big performances defensively. That midfield needs to click and start creating chances, um, and up front they need to take them. So it needs to be a massive team effort. And if we can make it, it'll be the it'll be the entire team this era. Well, as we uh, as a you all want to shout out around uh, the rookery end, we're off to find our seats for a very pleasant, warm and fuzzy afternoon. Yeah, right.
Are you, are you alright? Michael, we, we find ourselves in, in the pub after the game. Uh, you've been delayed. Were you, what, were you with the players? Were you celebrating? Were you singing songs? The way I see it, if you don't get injured during a celebration like that, you're doing something wrong. Uh, <laughs> to John's ambulance, I've got a terribly, I've got an awful pulled muscle in my stomach. Yeah. That game was immense. And I, I, I've used an adjective there which doesn't actually do its justice. Dave Messenger from uh, Watford Inter FC is here. Dave, um, we start with the vidra goal. Let's. Oh, let's. Let's. I mean, if, you, if, if, if a man out of form wants to score a goal to get back in form. You know what? You've hit the nail on the head, John, because he'd snatched at the chance that he had a moment earlier yes, when Deeney's yeah, yeah. in. He snatched at that chance and put it wide. And that one, he didn't have time to think. Didn't have time to think. The ball's dropped over his shoulder and he's gone, ah, oh, hello, I know you, you little white thing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with you. But he didn't have time to think about it. He just went bang. He did. And snatched it in. It's, it's in my top three goals of the season. It's the yes. most skillful goal of the season. Yes. The, the t-shirt I've got on today, the, the, the uh, Batachio goal, is the most best team goal of the yes. season. And of course, Chilobas is the most wonderful goal yeah. of the season. Uh, I think the good, the good thing about I think Vidra is almost like a um, uh, 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 he sums up this Watford team because today when the pressure was really really on Vidra we stuck with Vidra and when the pressure was on Watford as a team today they stuck to their guns and played the football that we've seen them play this year it would have been easy not to do that a lot at stake less to score again today that was over you know and uh, we were still playing decent football so we stuck to it and we stuck to it with Vidra and I'm so glad we did and that second half by our performance in the second half I was chatting the day before you turned up Mike after your uh, trip to the A&E um, that second half Dave one of the best of the season one of the best 45 minutes of the season if not the best it was it's just absolutely outstanding and every every man in that team just turned it on Anya buried the left back absolutely buried every time he, the poor left back didn't know what he's doing and I think the most significant moment in the second half outside of the goals came about 20 minutes from the end when we'd had an innocuous cross that had gone over to the back post. Nobody had been bothered chasing it in a Watford shirt. And the ball was up in the air. And uh, I think it's the, the number two for Leicester, Delat, I think yeah, it is. Yeah. And Delat has gone underneath it and has gone, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm going to head the ball right up in the air straight. There wasn't a Watford player anywhere near him. And it summed up what happened to Leicester because they couldn't cope with Watford's movement and passing in that second half. We were binging the ball around in the midfield. Everybody wanted it. Everybody was hungry for the ball. And Leicester, simply um, I got accused on Twitter of being overconfident in the week but Leicester couldn't live with that and that's what I meant in the week we're simply the better team and, and, and in that 45 minutes we proved it beyond all doubt the continuous I think from the first the first, um, first minute of the game it was the hoof shout from yeah, the, the Watford fan what, what, okay what's your second trick yeah Oh, there isn't one. Right, okay. Did you, know, did, you guys, did you guys pick up on the bit when, in the, in the, towards the end of the first half, they actually played four or five passes in midfield? And the number 10 who's playing in midfield kind of got the ball and went, um, no, I'm, I'm not supposed to have this. Um, Casper, you, you have it back and smash it as hard as you can down the other end. And Casper smiles, go, righto, bang. The, 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 the second goal came after um, the substitution yes. uh, of um, Batichio, uh, Batichio, whatever you want to call him the, uh, this day of the week. Uh, and and on comes Forrest Gary. Now, am I right saying that Forrest Gary didn't touch the ball between coming on and Vidra scoring his second goal? I don't think he did. I think you might, I think I think you might be right. I think yeah. you might be right. And again, uh, the, the, after scoring the first goal, I think Vidra was a man on, on heat. And he was there and he wanted to score the goals. He was... And, and you know, one-on-one with the goalies at that point. 
at that point I've kind of gone beyond the last two months of going Ooh, is he about to spoon it and he's, he, he, he nailed it well I think it goes back to you asked who you wanted who I thought the hero might be before uh, this afternoon and I sort of rather sidestepped the question and, and, get, and said the team in a, in a sort of namby-pamby way but but you know that team today eats every man jack of them starting at the back with uh, Almunia with that incredible double save X-Strand was just oh, sublime the midfield, you know, Patuccio worked, we didn't get the creativity from him that I thought we might, but he worked his socks off, then Hoggy came on and put a shift in, Chalabar again was great, and, and then the front two, Dini obviously worked his absolute knackers off, um, and that team got what they deserved. That, and that, let's, let's go back to that, that last minute. Dave, you also to me earlier on, you don't remember anything past 85 minutes. No, not really. I, I, I turned away from the Leicester penalty. When Leicester got the penalty, I turned away. I picked my phone out of my pocket, and my mate Tony, He's a massive Spurs fan. He was sitting in his front room watching Spurs versus Southampton on Sky, <laughs> but not watching Spurs versus Southampton because guess what? He's got the Watford game on as well on Sky Go on his laptop. So he's completely ignored his team because he's watching it. And he sent me a text message, one word, capital letters, died. <laughs> so I turned away and I was like, I can't watch. And um, <clears throat> I was uh, where I sit in a rookery, the, the two people that sit behind me, two very good friends of mine, Julian and Miles, otherwise known as Miles Jacobson, who um, sponsors the club. Yeah. So my, my my memory of the penalty moment is waiting for the cheer from Leicester because I can't watch. Yeah, and yeah. I'm crouched down by my seat and I can't look. And all I see instead is the club's official sponsor <laughs> jumping up out of his seat and going absolutely hat stand because they've missed the penalty. And then we all turn around just in time to see the fantastic move. Everybody here, there's a load of WIC players here in the pub, as you might imagine. And we're all trying to piece together who was actually involved in the move. And I don't think we've come to a conclusion yet. We've been going for about 20 minutes. And it's like, I think it might have been Anya that touched it into midfield. I think it might have been extra that cleared it. I still thought Shalabar scored until I got to the pub and saw you, John Mooney, who told me it was Troy Deeney. I still thought it was Shalabar. So the, thing about, the thing I loved about that penalty save was I was watching it and I saw him hit it and I thought, oh, he's hit it down the middle. If only, if only Almunia would stay. Oh, he saved it. Oh, God. He's going to score from the rebound. Never mind. And like you, Dave, I was just waiting for the waiting for the roar from the Leicester fans, and I was thinking, you know, fair play to Watford. They've stuck to their guns. They've given it a good old shot. Uh, probably didn't deserve this, but hey, that's a good season. And then just the noise when yeah. that penalty saved yeah. happened, and then the break that came on was was ear piercing. It was just extraordinary, it was like a guttural roar, a tidal wave of noise. It just I actually wrote a text message to my wife saying Leicester just got penalty, and, and, they've, and they've scored. That's what I wrote, and I sort of sat there with my phone in my hand, ready to send it, because she needs to know my mood is unhappy, John yeah. Rooney is on the, on the way home. And then he saved it, and I sat in my seat, everyone was up, I couldn't see anything going on. I sat in my seat, it went in, and I, I saw the second save, because like, I saved, and I stood up, saw the second save, saw it come out, and in fact, I, said, well, I looked away, and I thought, God, it's, it's, they haven't won it in a really annoying last minute way, we're, we're going to go to extra time. Wait. The break. And the thing about that break, and what I've said a couple of times about this Watford team, what I love about it, is that they kept playing their way. They kept passing the ball. They weren't hoofing at us. 
you know, they just kept doing what they did and they kept their guns and they scored a goal that got us to win. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about, about Leicester the way they play football because, you know, they, they stick to their guns. We're not a boring podcast. Well, and, and, you know, let's not forget that we were ahead in that tie for approximately 38 seconds. You know, <laughs> Leicester were ahead for most of it, so say what you want about them. But what Watford did, they stuck to their guns, like you say, John, and, and we won out. And they stayed cool throughout. Um, hugely proud, hugely... Um, a lot of emotional people, actually. There's a guy that sits in front of us, he's an absolute flood of tears. He couldn't believe it. Um, and just, just reward, just desserts. I remember speaking to someone at the club, and they said... Gianfranco Zola has absolute faith in everyone that plays regularly in that side. He has undiluted 100% faith in him. And I think today we saw why. Hats off to each and every one of them and to the Watford crowd. I was the closest I've ever come to an on the podcast then. I am the proudest <laughs> man on earth. Superb. Bring on Wembley. Wembley we are in, in a, a 15 days time. The question is, I've got a new t-shirt. I bought the, the Chalibur gold t-shirt. Um, the Boccaccio gold t-shirt. Do I have to wear that Wembley mic? Yeah. I'm not wearing my contact lenses, so I could see the mood. I couldn't necessarily see who's playing. Can I wear my contacts at Wembley? No. Jason didn't come to this game because he was being climbing mountains for charity. Is, is he allowed to go to Wembley? I've already booked his hotel in the Brecon Beacons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're off to Wembley, and um, it's going to be the absolute brilliant end to what has been an amazing season. What's the score going to be, Dave? Uh, if we play Brighton, we will trounce them. I almost swore on the podcast. <laughs> um, if we play Brighton, I'd be very, very confident of us beating them because they, do, they like to play the same way as us and nobody could live with Watford if, if they hit their yeah. straps in that type of football. If we play Crystal Palace, we have to deal with the whole Ian Holloway nonsense and malarkey. Um, and I really, really, really don't fancy that in the slightest. So I will say 4-0 if we play Brighton and 3-0 if we play Crystal Palace. OK. Because I'm super confident. And I love it. And we're going to end the podcast with that super confidence. Yeah, Mike, you can't take it down. We're off to Wembley. Come on, you Well done, you all.